Well, good morning. It is a very awesome opportunity to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. I don't think you voted me in, but <laughs> I came. And uh, well, this morning, if you look at your uh, sheets, uh, we're probably not going to go exactly you'll, uh, uh, according to that. It's my fault, but uh, we're going to be looking at faith, and uh, faith has a lot of questions. There's a lot of confusing things about faith, and uh, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through three stories and tell a story, and and then we're going to look at uh, uh, some different points about faith, some false notions about faith, and uh, some true uh, points about faith, and uh, and then we'll make some applications. And uh, this, uh, I spent way too long preparing for this, so I end up with about a three-hour sermon. So <laughs> buckle up. So we're gonna let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for just this opportunity to come and and present your word and. Pray that uh, for clarity and uh, for you to um, teach this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you do have uh, a lot of questions, um, uh, I have the slides that uh, uh, on the back, a bunch of notes if you don't want to take notes. But if you do want to just find, a, oh, that's a false notion point, you can kind of put it under the false notions there, you know. Figure that out, sort it out, give it to me when you're done, and I'll straighten it up. Uh, Something like that. We're looking at three verses. If you want to turn there, or if you want to sit back and listen to me read, you can put your finger in uh, Mark 5.25, and Matthew 8.5, and 2 Kings 4.1-7, which will be our main text this morning. We'll come back to it. If we get there later. Starting in Mark 5. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up to the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if just, sorry, for if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately Jesus perceiving in himself that power proceeding from him, had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched me? Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowds pressing in on you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. 
And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And in Matthew 8, verse 5, And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled, and he said to those who are following, Truly I say to you, I have not found <clears throat> sorry, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. And then in verse thirteen he said, And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. And then in Second Kings 4, 1 to 7. <clears throat> I must be unplugging myself here. <clears throat> the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But... Now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your son's and pour oil into all the jars, and as fill, and as each is filled, put in to one side. And she left him, and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons, and they brought jars to her, and she kept pouring. When the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing, <clears throat> and she went and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts, and your sons can and you and your sons can live on what is left. <clears throat> there was two sisters that went to visit uh, her mother in Phoenix. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, the drive was about 12 hours away, round trip. And uh, they'd been doing this uh, for years. <clears throat> and they never flew because one of the sisters was deathly afraid of flying. And uh, her rationale was uh, y you know, these planes are too big, they're too heavy. Uh, you know, something made out of metal. You know, you're not going to get that thing to go up in the air. I just can't do it. And um, 
you, you know, uh, uh, if God wanted us to fly, he would have gave us wings. You know, these are all her uh, rationales. And, um, but her, her sister finally won her over um, with uh, statistics. Uh, you know, you have a better chance of dying in a car than flying in the air. Uh, she even, uh, uh, you know, 10,000 successful flights per day. Uh, uh, then she even gets uh, out the uh, science books and says, uh, you, you know, uh, forward thrust over, uh, 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 you know, uh, creates lift over a wing, thus forth, blah, 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 you know. And, uh, but, w- but really what finally did it for her was a $69 round trip, you know, deal. So one or over. And, and uh, so they go to the airport and, uh, y- you know, she starts to get on the plane and says, I'm going to the bus stop. I'm out of here, you know. But uh, she gets on, you know, $250 round trip, gas, driving, cheaper, okay. And so she, she uh, convinces her and, uh, you know, the run up on the runway and off they go. And, you know, she digs her fingernails into her sister and gives a yell. Ah! And, and uh, the, uh, the guy sitting across kind of looks over his newspaper and smiles, you know. And, uh, you know, and after a few uh, turbulences and, uh, you know, she wants her oxygen mask. But, you know, she uh, has a smooth landing. She makes it. And she arrives. And, uh, and the question is, did the fearful sister have faith? And, um, and the first thing, the first point that I want to uh, uh, make is that faith is not just a religious activity. And many times we get put in that box of thinking faith is a religious activity when it really isn't. And if, uh, I'm sorry if you can't read that, if that's, I didn't look too bad. But everybody has faith in many things every day. Uh, Airplanes, uh, electricity, uh, a a surgeon's knowledge, parachutes, um, even the chair you're sitting in um, uh, takes faith to sit in there. and uh, everybody has faith in their belief. And uh, there's uh, 234 different isms uh, in, in, uh, that I could find. Um, some have uh, faith in evolution, uh, some in Hinduism. Uh, eyewitnesses uh, uh, died uh, horrible deaths many years ago for the risen Christ. Um, and... Uh, uh, and if you don't have an ism, you probably fall under hedonism, which is basically meism, and, and I live for me and, and, and uh, my pleasures. But um, and uh, unbelief is also faith that it's not so. Oh, if I got that up there, or not yes, I did. Um, I was just checking it out there. Uh, but if we don't have any faith, there, there's really no uh, uh, movement. There's uh, no decisions are made. And um, uh, 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 we wouldn't even uh, uh, start our car. Uh, 
And, uh, and, and the first thing I'd like to debunk there is, you know, you Christians are all about faith. No, we're all about faith. And uh, so we, we, we don't want to give that up um, as a, a conversation. Um, the second thing is uh, faith is not the doer. And the confusing part of this is Jesus says, your faith has made you well. That's what he told the lady that touched the hem of his garment. And he mentions that a ton of times. Um, But it's misunderstood and it's misused um, that the doer, doer, uh, uh, not our is is doing the doing, okay? He touched her. I mean, I'm sorry. She touched him, and what happened? She, or, or he perceived power going out from him. Jesus healed the woman. Uh, uh, she did not do it, nor did her faith do that healing part. She accessed. The faith. So the, the, the second thing is faith is not the doer. Uh, the doer is the doer. Or the object doing the heavy lifting, which for your sake, the chair that you're sitting in, um, your faith is not holding you up. The chair is. But your faith is accessing that chair. Um, and, and we can think of a lot of other examples. Uh, um, the object does the work, not my faith. Um, imagine a little toddler that goes in and can just reach up now and flip the switch on and says, Mommy, I made light, you know. And we know, no, you didn't make light. Okay, you made light go, maybe, but you didn't make light. And, um, uh, boy, i got to turn it up here. Three hours, it's going to be a long time. All right. Um, uh, here. Faith is dependent reliance on the doer of the object. Okay, the, the, the airplane was flying her. She can't say, I flew to Phoenix. Well, sort of, but the airplane flew you to Phoenix. The same thing. Daffy Duck uh, uh, and his, uh, uh, and his uh, infamous parachute and Bugs Bunny, you know, uh, a Bugs Bunny, here, take my parachute. And he, you know, give me that parachute and jumps out. And, of course, there's cans and bottles and things when he pulls the string that flies out. Uh, faith is only as good as the object of faith. And um, successful faith, uh, 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 faith in truth, uh, in, in thick ice, uh, uh, unsuccessful faith, uh, faith in a fraud or thin ice, or you could say all the faith in the world, you could have a truckload of faith, is not going to make up for the thin ice. If you go on the thin ice, you're going to go through. And this is the confusing part that we get. And I, and I just brought a, just since you're sitting in a chair and you didn't even think about the faith you're sitting in, I brought this chair, okay? And, uh, and, and this chair, uh, if, if we had faith in this chair, it would be ill-given faith. Correct, because uh, faith is only uh, as good as the object we put our faith in. Uh, and let's roll. <clears throat> uh, 
Number three is faith is not an absence of reason or knowledge. These are a number of wrong statements uh, that you could hear. Faith is a blind leap. If you need reason with your faith, it's not faith. Just have faith. Faith is all you'll need. Even Webster has a couple of good lines in there, but one of the lines said, Faith is a belief in something for which there is no proof. Faith is not something you do when you do not know something. That's guessing. Okay? Blind faith is a gamble. If you don't know, if someone says jump into a black hole, and you don't know why, you would not do that. It would be a blind faith. Why are you having me jump into a black hole? What's the purpose of a black hole? But faith is really... Uh, um, has reason and knowledge behind it. Um, If uh, faith or belief in something which there is no proof, that's stupid. It would be stupid to jump in a black hole. You have no reason to. Um, And uh, uh, faith also, on the other hand, is not being totally convinced. Uh, You don't have to have all the information um, for faith. Uh, The the uh, the fearful uh, um, the the, uh, fearful sister didn't have all the information to fly. She had a lot uh, to help her with her faith, but she didn't have it all. Faith is not necessary uh, if we have all the facts either. one plus one is two. Uh, we don't need faith for that. It is. One plus one is two. We can just see it. There's no trusting. There's no faith necessary. When I embrace Christ in heaven, I don't need to have faith in him any longer. I have him. So, uh, and, and there's not a ton of, uh, uh, there, there's not a ton of types of things that, that, need no faith at all. I mean, the chair you're sitting in almost doesn't need any faith because you've done it so much and it's almost like one plus one equals two until you bump into a chair like this and then you recognize, I I don't know if I'm going to sit in that chair. Christian faith uh, and all faith is based in reason. Um, Faith is not an absence of reason or knowledge. Uh, <clears throat> the woman who touched the hem of his cloak. It said, after hearing about Jesus, wonder what she heard about Jesus. What do you think she heard about Jesus? She heard about what he's doing, right? She, sh- she heard that he's got power. She's heard reasons. She, r- she had information. And uh, uh, faith comes by hearing. And she heard about Jesus. She stepped out in faith. Wasn't blind faith. Uh, Number four, faith is not a good feeling or a burning inside. 
<clears throat> emotion may come uh, uh, with faith, but it's not a feeling. We could have warm, confident feelings in a fraud and fearful emotions with the truth. Okay? The, fear, the, the fearful sister really did fly. She flied very fearfully too. But she did fly and her emotions were still... Uh, um, uh, uh, and, and many people have been taken uh, um, very confidently to the cleaners in a fraud. <clears throat> Faith is not presumption. Uh, faith is not presumption. It's not an emotional wishy-wish. Uh, we can't push God into doing something uh, we want done. Christian faith is based on reasons, objective truth, testimonies, history, geography, prophecy, order in the universe, morality, stuffed into my conscience, witness of the Spirit, and etc., and on and on. Peter and John proclaimed the Christ they saw. They gave thoughts and reasons and information in these verses. 1 John 1, 1 to 3, and 2 Peter 1 to 6, 19. Good things to look up later. Paul says, if Christ did not rise, we are to be the most pitied. There's real truth to put our trust in. And if it ain't real, we should get out. We are putting our faith not in emotion. Um, our faith is in Christ. Uh, our faith in Christ is only as sturdy as the truth under it. Okay, and now I'd like to, a bunch of uh, uh, faith is, faith isn't kind of things. I'd like to just present a, 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 um, three kind of the same definitions of faith. And, uh, and uh, I actually picked this up from a professor at, at uh, Biola. But um, very, uh, uh, um, I think, clear. Uh, a is the long version. Okay, A is faith is a decision to entrust ourselves to something or someone based on available information. This decision involves the knowledge of essential facts, a personal acceptance of those facts as true and valuable, and a commitment to act in accordance with those facts. You can't have faith in a chair without sitting in it. B is a shortened version of that. Faith is a decision of trust in an object that allows for that object to work on my behalf. Uh, Faith is a decision to trust. So, and, and, uh, and it's based on information we have. I'm going to skip that one. I didn't skip anything there, Marty, on slides. Uh, number six is uh, faith does not make something so. Uh, so. Um, Faith is not a magic wand. You know, stupefy. I, I can do whatever I want. I've got faith. Uh, Simon the sorcerer thought he was getting, uh, he, could, he could get something like that. Something he could power around. Um, uh, <clears throat> I can 
I cannot have faith to abolish hell so my relatives could go there. I can't have enough faith to do something that God is not calling me to do. Now, if you turn to Luke 17 uh, and Mark 17, there's a couple of verses here that um, I think um, are confusing verses. And I've heard some of the most interesting applications of these verses. Um, Faith does not mean I get to do anything I want. Now, Luke 17, 5 to 6, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. In Matthew seventeen twenty, it says, and he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, there's about seven of these kind of verses in the Bible and, um, and talk about mustard seed faith, moving mountains, and I looked up mustard seeds, and, and uh, there's all kinds of different sizes of mustard seeds, find out, but uh, different kinds of mustard plants. One's about, the biggest one's about the size of a half of the size of a BB, but um, the smallest I found was uh, uh, um, m- microscopic seeds that, that you could put a thousand of these mustard seeds on the head of a pin. So may, you know, maybe Jesus is talking about that. So there, there's the kind of how big is a mustard seed. Um, but by the show of hands, okay, how many here have more faith than a mustard seed? You can put your hand up. How many think they have more faith than a mustard seed? Okay. This kind of, oh, did I not say that right? Let me try that again. How many here have more faith than a mustard seed? Quantity, all right? Uh, I don't know, okay. How many here have moved a mountain? Uh, Do we want to vote again? Um, But how many mountains have been moved in the Bible? How many Bible story mountains have been moved? How many, how many trees have been thrown into the sea? How many mountains have been moved in history? See, and, 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 uh, there's none. And, and the point Jesus was trying to make, and this is why I think people missed, and I heard that, you know, God's moving mountains in my life, and, you know, the mulberry tree is designates as evil and thrown in the ocean, it washes and cleans, and it's like, ah! you know, uh, uh, the, the, the message here, Jesus is saying, is if you have the tiniest faith in the biggest God, that's all you need. Just this big. That's all you need. That big of faith that God can do anything. You don't get to do anything you want. Moving mountains. The point, he was probably going by a mulberry tree and said, you could just, if you could just trust me this much, we can do anything. 
The infinite God can do anything through you that He wants, not that we want. Did the fearful sister have more than a mustard seed of faith? Yes, she did have more than a mustard seed. I forget. I teach by asking questions. I'm waiting for someone to answer, and it's like, i got to do the rhetorical thing, and I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, the, the, uh, yes, she did, or she would be at the bus stop, okay? If she didn't have, at least she had a lot more than a mustard seed of faith. Let, let me ask this. Did the centurion have more than a mustard seed of faith? The answer is like, yes, yes. The answer is absolutely yes. He had huge faith. He blew, he wasn't even a Jew. He blew Christ away because of the great faith he had. He said, I I know what you're doing. You're doing things. You've got power. I know all you have to do is say the word. You don't have to walk. Just say the word. He had great faith. Um, The fringe-touching woman, uh, uh, did she have faith? bigger than a mustard seed. Yeah, she did. And, 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 and here's the point. They had all different size faiths. And, um, okay, we're still up there. This is kind of a lull here in, the, in, the, in this thing. Uh, let me do this. Let, let's let, let's I said skip through this, but let's do this. Let, indicate by the spread of your hands, okay, um, how big of faith. Okay, this is little faith. Little faith, you even go like that. But little faith, okay? Medium faith, medium, bigger, bigger, bigger faith. Don't whack people in the aisle, okay? But big faith, little faith, okay? Um, How much faith does a person need to fly in the hot air balloon? It's it's your personal thing. You can do whatever you want here, okay? Uh, 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 But participate, okay? All right? How, how much faith does a person need to ride a roller coaster? Okay. How much faith does a person need to parachute out of an airplane? Okay. How much faith does someone need to sit on a chair? Okay. Uh, uh, cross a rope bridge. All right. Go into surgery, removing a mole, uh, uh, changing your heart, okay? How much faith does a person need to jump into a life raft from a burning boat? How much faith does a person need to believe Jesus paid the price for their sin? You you see how confused we are about this? We get kind of confused about faith and reason, and we're thinking, wait wait a minute. Um, you, You know, Jesus did all the heavy lifting, right? He did it all. He paid the price. He showed us. He wants to deliver us from ourself even. But very confusing. Uh, uh, believe, uh, how about this one? 
How much faith does a person need to believe in the alien reptilian invasion? How much faith? Now, there's people that believe this. They're aliens came down. They're reptilians. They look like people, but they morph sometimes. You see them. I've seen a couple people like that. Okay. How, how much faith does a person need to believe that they evolved from bacteria? Oh, okay, and, and uh, good. Um, and uh, faith comes in different sizes for different costs, for different risk benefits. And some of this, I'm just kind of unloading a bunch of stuff and, and like to, to uh, you to think through this with me. Um, but in each of these cases, you might feel fear or confidence that we talked about um, uh, you know, we didn't even say how much faith would it take to, to believe one plus one is two. It should be this much, um, you, you know. But um, there's different faces, uh, faiths in, in, in different degrees. But would those emotions be accurate indicators of your faith? They could, we could be terrified yet decide to parachute out of an airplane. Or you could feel very confident in buying a fraudulent piece of property. Faith is not warm feelings. We need to ask, what is the object of our faith? This is an important thing. And this is why we say we go through these different things trying to measure faith, but we have to ask, what is the object of our faith? And look at the available information and evaluate the risk, the benefit, and make the appropriate decision. Sitting on a chair, what kind of chair is it? Uh, uh, you can sit in this chair. It's going to require a different amount of faith than sitting in that chair. Um, faith in Jesus is the same way. We have stories, we evaluate gospel claims, we see nature, the moral law in our heart, we evaluate the degree of risk, okay? And the degree of risk is, is only my soul and all of eternity, right? We, we, should, we should say it takes almost no faith at all to follow Jesus. When you look at when you look at the information, when you weigh it all out everywhere, and, and see, we're not, we don't teach people to do that, to look at the claims of Christ. We say, you just got to have faith. We've got to stop saying that. You just got to have faith. Faith in what? Let's answer what the what is. Okay? And um, faith comes in different sizes. We, okay, we're up there. All right? And uh, we're going to quickly look at the widow's capacity uh, um, for oil. And um, again, we read the text. I'm going to fly through this a little bit. Um, uh, 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. And um, olive oil. What, what is there like olive oil there was back then um it, it, it i couldn't find anything you know what what they used olive oil for was you know they baked with it they cooked with it they they, they uh, used it as lotion um they burnt lamps <laughs> with it you, you know what what do we have that's like olive oil and um this is uh you know this actually I got this from israel it's a little it's a little oil vat, and, and, uh, and some of the information here real quick is, is uh, 
a quarter of a hen of oil, okay, which is a, a, a liter. This is like a half a liter. A quarter of a hen of oil is, 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 a, is a liter. This is a liter. This one here even looks like a two-liter bottle. This is like two-liter. I had to pour liquid in and do a little science, get all this down. But um, just a, 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 an idea, okay, one liter of olive oil costs three obols or a drachma, okay? Uh, but but what's, it, it was equivalent, this size of oil was equivalent to about three days of wages, okay? Or if you wanted to, to compare it to wine, uh, one of these of oil was worth about five of these of wine. So you kind of get an idea of the, the value um, and, and the equivalent of of oil and um, uh, and 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 then we we look at our story and, and see th- this is what um, th- this is what I, I kind of do is when I read a story like this is I like to ask a, a lot of different questions about it uh, um, uh, uh, and and uh, and I'm in no way doubting um, her faith okay. Because um, I think her faith, uh, 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 but uh, uh, was enough. She had enough faith. But this is what made me think of of some of these things. When when in Elisha says go, okay, and this is about in the middle here. Elisha says go ask and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. See, this was the faith proposition Elisha was offering her. Don't ask just a few. And, and she probably went and got a bunch of jars. And it didn't say how many. I'd like to replay that and see how many jars did she actually put in her house. And, and, then, and then she goes in. There, there's no, she doesn't doubt. Ask how it works. You know, he just says, uh, uh, you, you, pour, you, you know, pour oil into the jars as much as each is filled and put aside. Okay, uh, but I would say, well, you want me to pour this oil in here? I'll, I have a container over here. What, you want me to pour the oil? There's no asking. There's no doubt. She has an idea, and we can ask, where did she get her faith from? Her husband was a prophet, so she probably saw stuff, and she probably saw what Elisha did and knew something's going to happen here. Um, but uh, did she expect bottomless flowing oil? She didn't say, I, I, uh, you know, she seemed to have gotten over the hump that God could do something here. And uh, 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 she did have faith something was going to happen. On what basis, again, uh, probably her, her husband being a prophet, seeing things, other observations, facts, but they're facts. Um, but it's interesting, though, she ran out of jars to fill. The quantity, and catch this, the quantity and size of the jars was reflecting of her faith. How many jars she had in her house probably said, man, this is, this is probably going to be a miracle. I got a bunch of jars in here. But how much was a bunch? It, it was equal to the size of... Uh, and, and notice, Elisha doesn't say, uh, don't get too many. You know? He doesn't say, don't, don't get too many. He, he says, don't ask for just a few. I just wonder if she thought like a few days later, uh, man, because she asked, she says here, 
bring me another one, bring me another one. And, uh, and the son says, there's not a jar left. We filled them all up. And the, the oil's just flowing, filled them all up. But I just wonder if she uh, thought, man, woke up in the middle of the night. I should have got every empty jar in the city. Or, you know, or uh, what if, this is what I thought. This is why I, th- I think weird things. But I thought, <laughs> why didn't she get jars, you know? That, you know and this is, what, this is what whacks me on the side of the head is, there, I'd like to see how big her jars were too because they could have got water jars. They could have gotten, uh, uh, you, you know, and, and, and see, you know. And, and this is what intrigues me about my faith is that um, faith grows. Now, I don't see, we're, we're going to find out where I'm at here because I do a flyby here. But... Um, the question is, how many jars of oil would have been in your faith and my faith? How many and how big would they have been? And uh, we need to expand our faith expectation and challenge our faith capacity. More bigger jars. Um, Jonathan did this. In uh, 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 he he broke the paradigm by saying uh, I'm kind of going ahead here. You you, you got to do your homework here. But you can add Gideon on there on Sunday. But um, faith, you, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan said God will save by few or by many. He didn't need an army to conquer an army. He went up and conquered an army by himself because he knew who God was. That was a perfect example of the mustard seed of faith in an ultimate God that could do anything. And, um, and Gideon's faith was littler, right? He brought it along. He starts off, God brings him into a con a little bit by uh, uh, saying, you know, he, he does the, the, the wet towel, the dry towel. The, I, I've got 10,000, uh, uh, 30,000 uh, uh, troops. Then it's 10. Uh, I'm going against a million people. Then, then, it's, uh, uh, then it's 300 then you turn in your swords for uh, uh, for pots and torches and trumpets. You know this, uh, but uh, here's the thing that compels me about this study of faith: is I've got to challenge my own faith before the Lord's. I got to it grows. Faith grows, and uh, and and. It's not the same size. Um, and uh, one of the things that we can do um, is take God at his promises. Begin there. What should I believe? Believe in his promises. Believe in who I am in Christ. It's a great verse here um, of Ephesians 3, 2, 16 to 20. Let's see if you can even read it. Um, but uh, I have, uh, yeah, I think you might be able to. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in our hearts as you, by faith, you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soils of God's marvelous love. May your power, may you have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ and to know the love that surpasses knowledge 
that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or think. The awesome verse that we can take him at his word and grow in faith in him. Um, we uh, have faith in Jesus uh, uh, or faith will have you in something else. You'll have faith in something else. We all have faith in something. And um, I encourage you, if you don't know the Lord, look at the claims of Christ. Look at what he did and make a decision. You know, Pete Roberts came here and, and uh, he looked at the claims of the Bible. He came with a, a, a boldness of unbelief. And then he looked at the claims and he made a decision to follow Christ. And I think it is something that um, uh, uh, we call people to faith with reason, with the reasons of the gospel. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for um, how patient you are with us, even with the littlest, tiniest of faith, and um, how uh, uh, you um, require faith of us. We have to trust in you. We have to sit in the chair to enjoy the benefit of it. We can't just believe and be an onlooker. And I pray that uh, anyone here that doesn't know you, that would, they would be um, encouraged to look at your claims, look at all the claims that you have, and um, make a decision and uh, put their faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen.